0: Today I'm talking about a topic that is really personal to me and there's a good chance that you will relate to it. I'm talking about thriving as a shy business owner, creative entrepreneur, photographer and here's the thing, almost half of adults, at least in the US, half of adults identify as shy. And a lot of those people don't actually show that they're shy. They feel it internally. They feel shy inside. And that affects how they relate to people. It affects their everyday lives. And so even if you aren't one of those... 45% of adults that identify as shy, I want you to listen to this episode because I think that you will find a lot of value in better understanding the other people around you. I think that you might be surprised to learn a few things about people who identify as shy and some of the perceptions you might have around them that are actually very wrong. And if you are shy, I really think that I think this will be helpful to you because I'll tell you right now, I am recording this intro after having recorded the whole episode. And I opened up more in this episode than I've ever opened up before. And I I think that you will find a lot of value in it. So I'm proud. I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm excited to share this episode with you. And I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey, this is Ali Ciardo, and today I'm doing a solo show, and as always, I just kind of, with my solo shows, I just kind of outline what I want to talk about, and then I have this uh, conversation with myself, so it's a lot, uh, a little bit off the cuff. But um, it's a topic that is very personal to me, and it's actually a little bit scary to talk about because it is so personal, and I know it's personal to a lot of people, and I don't want to do this topic any injustice because I know we all have experiences with it, and we all have opinions about it. Um, So I guess I'll start out by saying this is very much my own personal story. There's a lot of personal stories here, my own experiences that I want to share, and just my own lessons for what's worked for me. I know everybody's different, so I'm just hoping maybe, What I have to share will be helpful to you and, you know, we'll give you some thoughts about how to deal with some of the things that I've dealt with and some of the things I know you have too. So the topic today is thriving as a shy or introverted photographer or a shy or introverted creative business owner, just creative person, human, you know? And first thing I want to do is tell you a little bit about the difference between being shy and being introverted because they are different. And I'll tell you this, I have taken a million different personality tests and I've tried forever to figure out exactly what I actually am, whether I'm a, like, an extroverted introvert or what I am exactly. And I think oh, basically one night I was laying there and it hit me that I'm a shy extrovert. So here's the difference. An introvert basically gets their energy from being alone. This is very much like a summarization of it. An introvert gets their energy from being alone that's how you recharge. That's how you recharge your batteries. An extrovert gets a lot of energy from being around people. So, that's not to say that an introvert hates people and an extrovert hates being alone. There are definitely in betweens, and there's talk of, you know, ambiverts who kind of toe the line, which, you know, sometimes I think I'm that too, but those are the basic differences. And I actually remember I hired a speaking coach years ago and he had won the Toastmasters, I don't know, national or or international competition, amazing speaker, gets up on stage in front of thousands of people with total confidence. And he told me that he was an introvert. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And I think that's when I really started to understand the difference. He's like, yeah, I love speaking in front of people, but I really get my energy and I really recharge from being alone. So that's the basic difference. So shyness is really more of the fear of judgment where you are very sensitive. You fear that you're going to embarrass yourself. You fear that you're going to be judged. So it's a little bit different. So Basically, i you may have noticed through my episodes, I take kind of a quieter approach and I'm just a little bit of a quieter person and I do consider myself to be shy, really. And through my experiences... Obviously, I have gotten more and more comfortable in different situations than I used to be. But ultimately, I think it's really baked into my personality that I'm kind of a quieter, I'm a more reserved person. And um, it's been interesting in terms of running my own multiple businesses. So I'm going to start way, way, way back at the beginning and just share a couple of personal, very, very personal stories. So um, yeah, it's scary. To, it's scary to share these. Okay, so first story. When I was two, and you're like, "What does this have to do with anything but just just wait it out here for me So when I was like two two and a half, I became selectively mute, and that basically means that I stopped talking to anyone outside of my own family for two and a half or three years. I literally would not say a single word to anyone outside of my own family. I would just completely close up. I was so shy. That even going into kindergarten, I would not speak to anyone. Absolutely wouldn't speak to anyone. And I don't remember being unhappy. I just remember being, I was just, I just didn't even know how to make words in front of other people. Like I could talk at home and I would talk my parents' ears off, but I couldn't even put together words to speak with people who I didn't know. And then in kindergarten, I actually met. Uh, another kindergartner who somehow cracked the shell. I started whispering to her and she became my translator and she would translate to the teacher. And then every, I think it was like every special period, like we'd have gym class or art class, I would stay back with the teacher and my friend and then we'd bring in one more person from the class who I would then slowly start talking to. And so one at a time, I started talking to different people until finally I could talk To the whole class, could talk, didn't prefer to talk, but could talk to the whole class, would talk. Um, And then I actually remember my first day of first grade, I got a bloody nose and I was so shy that I wasn't, I couldn't tell the teacher. I like couldn't, I froze up and I just didn't say anything. So I was bleeding all over myself. And another girl who later became a friend was the one who spoke up for me on my behalf and told the teacher that I had a bloody nose. So I was a very shy kid. I mean, I was clearly the shyest kid in my entire class and to to the point of like interventions where I saw specialists because I did not speak to anyone. So if you want to find any story of somebody who is like absolutely has a basis in being a shy person, hello, that's me. Nice to meet you. (laughs) So that's where I got my start. And then so from there, I, um, I went to the same school my whole life. So I was around people who I knew. I got comfortable with that. I made friends, I, you know, went to sleepovers, I, I grew up to be a, I guess I'd like to say a normal person, um, and that sounds wrong, like, <laughs> but my parents were legitimately worried about me, like, I wasn't speaking to people, and so it was a really big deal that I even grew up to, like, make friends, because I was such a shy little kid when I was so little, so um, I grew up, you know, had I'd say a pretty typical life through high school. In high school, I got into drama and you know started to get in front of people a little bit. And then I um, joined the cheerleading team, so I started to get in front of people a little bit. And that's where I started to really get more comfortable. So I learned a couple of interesting lessons in those situations. So first of all, in the cheerleading team, I uh, was up in front of people and I had the experience of literally falling on my face. And I think that. You know, one of the things with shyness is this fear of judgment and this fear of feeling, you know, feeling big, feeling in front of people. And so the first step toward kind of getting over that, I think, was um, like literally falling in front of people on my face and it being okay. (laughs) And so I got a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. And then in college, I tried out for and ended up making the Michigan State cheerleading team. And that was another great experience getting in front of people and falling on my face and realizing it was okay. So I remember falling from, you know, you have like people stacked two and a half high for these pyramids that we would do in front of, tens of thousands of people and of course every now and then something goes wrong the whole thing crumbles it's just like a tower of people falling on each other and you fall like fully down in a skirt on the ground pretty embarrassing but what are you going to do but get up and laugh and at the end of the day people might be like ooh i saw that ouch but Nobody was like, oh, you're such a loser, you fell on your face, that's too bad. Um, And same like I went to the national cheerleading competition in Florida with like a televised competition, totally fell (laughs) in front of everybody on the TV, and it was okay. And I felt like every time I had a failure like that, it was just kind of an opportunity for me to look back and say, you know what, it's okay. Every failure made me more and more confident with putting myself out there a little bit more. So um, one thing that actually happened that was a really big lesson learned and something I never, ever talk about. Um, so my freshman year, I was on you know the cheerleading team. And at the end of that year, I tried out again and I actually got cut from the team after my first year and i called my coach in tears and she i and i asked her what went wrong and i'm like getting emotional this is weird um so so i asked her what went wrong and she said you know you were always really quiet and i just assumed that you had an attitude about things about like not wanting to do things with us or maybe i don't I remember if it was like thinking i was better than people or thinking that i wasn't a team player. And that was devastating to me because I, I never felt that way. Oh gosh. So I never, I never actually felt like I wasn't a team player. I just felt like I was afraid, you know, I was afraid to tell them how I felt. I was afraid to speak up. So I was really quiet. And I realized that being quiet sometimes isn't acceptable in our world. And being quiet can be seen as having an attitude and that hurts <laughs> that really hurts oh so anyway um so i just kind of i took that year off and i used it as an opportunity to make the best of it and actually it absolutely became the best because that year i got my i got a job with the university where i ended up meeting jeff who is now my husband and that never would have happened if i was on the team that year and um, I just remember, like, working out on my own to keep my skills up and knowing that I wanted to go back and do it again. And I did. And, and knowing that it wasn't about my skills because I had all, uh, I truly still believe, and even based on what my coach said, I had all the skills, but my shyness was perceived as an attitude. And I, I had to be hyper aware of that. And so that was my first lesson in realizing that sometimes my shyness comes off as something that I don't realize it's coming off as. So I went back being very reflective about how I came across, and I did make the team again, and had just an absolutely wonderful time, you know, close friends who I'm still friends with to this day, and amazing experiences through that. <laughs> so um, anyway, <laughs> from there, I um, I decided to push myself a little bit further when I graduated from college. And I I got an email or something along the lines of, um, we're looking for a commencement speaker, a student speaker to speak at commencement in front of about 10,000 people for our specific college within Michigan State University. And I don't even know what I was thinking, but I like (laughs) basically raised my hand, you know, I sent an email and said, I'll do it. And I submitted to give the speech. And I think in a lot of ways, that was my... um, That was my wanting to prove to myself that I could do it because I had been such a shy kid and it was kind of like, why am I so emotional? So it was me looking out at my parents in front of 10,000 people and giving that speech and showing them that I could do it. So it was, you know, it was just as much for them, I guess, as it was for me, but I needed to show my, I needed to show to myself that I could do it as a person who identifies as a shy person. Ah, anyway. (laughs) So uh, when I then I got my first job, I moved to Chicago, I worked in PR. And I still remember my first big pitch meeting. So when you're working in like a PR agency or an advertising agency, you're always selling yourself as a company, you're always selling, trying to pitch these big projects and win these big projects. And so when I was like, you know, 22, 23, I was taken along to this really big meeting. Where I, I knew what I had to say, and I remember like shaking going into that meeting and being really nervous to do it, um, because it absolutely did not come naturally to me to to be in that situation. And then um, so I started my own business in it was really in market research, same thing. Then I had to pitch myself. So there was no getting out of it. I was the one doing all the sales for the company, all these big sales where I was like, at times flying out to meet with clients um, in big cities and big companies. And It was always something that was a bit of a struggle for me. It always took, you know, deep breaths, and I had to avoid coffee because it would make me more shaky, and there were just times when I I absolutely wanted to run. And then I got a job, kind of a side job, teaching at Michigan State University in the advertising department where I graduated, and I, my first class in front of, you know, like 30 students, I had to have them go around and introduce themselves while I tried to calm my nerves because I was having such a hard time speaking in front of them. And then, um, okay, so this all comes back around to st- Starting my photography business and having to sell myself as a photographer and as a creative person. So, I'm not just selling this company that does this thing, or I'm not just selling this widget, this object. I was selling myself. I was selling the fact that someone would want to hang out with me for some amount of time on their wedding day in this case. And I was selling the fact that they would want my photos and my experience. And that is really, really hard. Whether you're shy or you're outgoing, I think the very first time that you have to sell yourself, it's a really difficult thing to do. And so I remember, yep, shaking through it, and uh, they did end up booking me. And I found that, you know, the more I did it, the better I felt. But taking all those stories together, I want to just kind of boil it down into a couple words of, I guess, like takeaways from my own experiences. Um, You could say words of advice, just sort of like observations that I have made in my own experiences and the successes that I have had in the end with my businesses, you know, with my personality. So first of all, I don't want you to ever feel like there's something wrong with you because you're shy or you're introverted. And if you've read the book Quiet, I know it talks a lot about this, how our world is all about people who are loud. And if you look at other photographers, even... Who are really known in the business? There, a lot of them are really big, bold personalities, and they talk about how they're out on the dance floor, dancing with their clients, and you know they're they're just larger than life personalities. And we're drawn to those personalities because they are amazing. But that doesn't mean that that's the only type of personality that can be successful in this business. There are so many things that you have that are just different, and that you can play to. So play to those strengths. So. You know, play to the fact that you are reflective and you're sensitive and you're a harmonizer and you're highly aware of other people's feelings. So I want to read you a note that I literally just got today from a client from a wedding that I photographed last week. And I just want you to kind of think about how this shows that I am clearly not a loud person and I'm not the person who's like the center of attention on the wedding day. But I want you to just listen to their words and see how it shows what they valued about the way that I approached their wedding day. So the the note says, thank you for your incredible organization and poise on our wedding day. Even when things got a little busy, you were always ready with great suggestions and advice for keeping us on track. I'm amazed in a good way at how little I saw you sometimes. You blended right in. The couple of preview pics we've seen are both fun and beautiful. Exactly what we were hoping for in our wedding photos. We're so excited to see the rest. So I tell everybody that I'm going to be the person who keeps you calm when you're stressed out. I'll be that calming presence and I'm going to keep you organized and I'm going to keep you on track. And so I play to those other strengths versus trying to say, I'm going to be the funnest person at the party. Because honestly, I'm probably not. And even if I want to be, I'm just like, I'm not a big, huge, bold personality. So I play to my calming (laughs) sense and that's what my clients are looking for. Um, the other thing that I found that's really helpful for me is having a sounding board. So, as a person who's pretty shy, still, even though I've I've gotten better at these situations, I'm sensitive. I think being sensitive, shy people are more likely to be sensitive, um, just because you're so hyper aware of how you feel, and you know you don't want maybe you don't want other people to feel. Offended by the things you say, or judge the things you say, so you're just very sensitive. Um, so I tend to take things really personally, and my feelings do get hurt. And I forget that not everyone thinks the same way that I do. And so having Jeff, who's my husband, to talk <laughs> talk these things through with, I think has been so helpful, so that I can just kind of keep my level head and say these th- things to him and reflect on them and realize, yeah, you know, not everyone thinks like you, Allie. Like not everyone realizes that what they said might be hurtful or what they said, you know, isn't how everybody feels. Now, here's another big one. We often are better at expressing ourselves through writing words. So use your words to your advantage. So use your words to build relationships. That means you can be writing on your blog, you can be writing on social media. And if you've been through my crash course about building a six-figure business, you've seen my Bride Guide Autopilot email series. So I don't have to be loud because I've already built this relationship with my couples and the, the bride and the couple, they feel really close to me because of the words that I've used. So I have used these weekly emails to build a relationship with my couples over time so that they feel closer to me. And I don't necessarily take them all out to dinner or, um, you know, even sometimes see them at all because a lot of them are from out of state. And that's just kind of how it works for a lot of my couples, given where I am and how, how they're coming in from out of state. So the emails and the writing is such a good place to help build that connection. So definitely play to that if you're not already. And then I also am trying to do a little bit more with video. And the the nice thing about video is... Even though you're speaking to somebody, you actually are by yourself. So it's a little bit less intimidating. It's pre recorded, so it takes the pressure off. You know that if you absolutely fail, you can do it again. You're not in front of a live audience. And um, also, I know, again, I've said this in my crash course, but use photos to build a relationship with people. So post photos of yourself on your website. Put yourself out there, but in a way that makes you feel comfortable. So they're still seeing you. They're still feeling close to you. They're still getting to know you. But that doesn't mean that you have to be feeling like you're put on the spot all the time. And then the last thing that I'll say is that I've definitely find, I found that if you want to run a creative business, if you want to run your own business and be your own boss, there will be times when you are going to have to kind of put yourself out there and grow but you can do it slowly in a way that feels comfortable. So I'll go back to cheerleading just to kind of give you a little bit of a metaphor for that. Um, when I was a freshman, when I, was first, when I first joined the team, one of the things that you learn how to do is a back tuck basket. So what that is is basically a group of four men uh, throws you in the air and you fly up into the air, tuck backward over yourself, so do a backflip in the air over yourself, come back down, and then they catch you. And that's really scary, and that's not something that you just, like, get up and do one day. So you build up to it. So the first thing you do is you practice on the ground the motions, and you count it out all together, and then you don't actually throw. The next time you do it, they throw you, but you just go straight up, and then you come back down and you practice the catch. And you do that a few times. And then finally you get to the point where it's now or never. You just have to do it. And so the first time you do a tuck... All you can do is, tell. you know, you can just do it. You just do it or you don't. And so, you know, there's a lot of these situations in your business where you can practice and get to that point, but at some point you just have to do it and it's going to be scary, but it's probably going to be worth it. And so one place that I so, so highly recommend and can't recommend enough is Toastmasters. So Toastmasters is a an international organization, I think it's international, and they're a place to practice public speaking. And that's not to say that you have to go out and become a public speaker and volunteer to speak in front of groups of people. It's really just a place to practice feeling confident speaking in front of anyone. So even if you're only planning to speak in front of one client at a time, it's a really great place to build your confidence just getting up there. So the first time that I went to Toastmasters, I was put on the spot. I thought I was just going to observe and I would see, you know, what everybody else has to do. And then someday I would practice my speech and then I would do it. And the very first day they said, okay, Allie, we're going to put you up here and you're going to do an impromptu speech, pick the topic out of a hat and you have to talk about it for two minutes. And the very first time I, just like every other time I was shaking, I was terrified. I didn't want to do it. But once I did it, I was so glad that I did. And, you know, I would then go back and I would practice my speeches every week until I I felt so much more confident. And so practicing something like that in a really safe place was a great place to start. So if you feel so terrified about talking in front of small groups, individuals, selling yourself, something like Toastmasters is such a safe place to practice it and do it. So I just, you have to check it out. It's so wonderful. So anyway, I'm going to go back over those quick little points just to recap and then end it there. So first of all, just remember it's okay to be shy or introverted. You don't have to try to be someone that you're not. You can run a successful business as someone who is quiet. Play to the strengths that you have. Um, Write if you feel like you're a good writer. Do video if you feel comfortable doing that. Maybe work your way up to that. Have a sounding board. Have somebody who you can talk to and reflect your feelings. Even practice with. Um, use photos of yourself to build a relationship with other people and then grow, but grow slowly, grow in a place where you're taking steps that put you out of your comfort zone, but you're not pushing yourself so hard that you feel like you just want to quit and definitely check out Toastmasters if you have one in your area and they're all over the place. So definitely check it out. (sighs) Okay. So I know this is a little bit of a different episode and I totally, I don't know. I just hope that... I hope that you find it useful. I hope that you, whether you feel like you're a shy person, an introverted person, an outgoing person, an extroverted person... Whatever you feel that you are, I think that we all have moments of shyness in our lives where we feel uncomfortable and we have to push ourselves. So maybe you're not as extreme as I have been in my life, but I hope that you can at least relate to some of these things. And I do hope that you found it to be a little bit useful. So anyway, if you did find it useful, a couple things I would love to hear from you. Like, I love getting emails from you guys and hearing about how you relate to it, and hearing that it's useful to you. And also, I'd be so grateful if you take the time to write a review on iTunes, if you're finding this useful. Um, You can find the link on photofieldnotes.com. And (laughs) I guess that does it for today. So you take care and enjoy your week, and I will be back here next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.